Hello, everybody. My name is Brian Rundle. This is the latest edition of Run's House Podcast. Thank you for downloading and tuning in. I truly appreciate it. A lot going on over the last week. Of course, there was one topic on everybody's mind. And quite frankly, probably nobody would have known that the Oscars was going on last week because it just doesn't really draw the way it used to. I remember growing up as a kid, I used to watch the Oscars all the time. And I still do. I, I watch the, the, what went down live. So I still get suckered into it because I love movies and, you know, I, I like seeing the big awards and all that stuff. But it definitely doesn't have the same feel as it used to. But of course, the topic everybody was talking about was Chris Rock and Will Smith. And I'll give my opinion on it. It's not really probably going to be any different than a lot of the opinions that you guys already heard or formed yourself. But it seems as if the consensus was Will Smith was out of line, completely out of line. And that was my take on it when I was watching it. I thought it was a joke at first. Not really sure why one of the most brilliant comedians of our time and one of the most beloved actors of our time would coordinate a sketch where he makes fun, Chris Rock makes fun of Will Smith's wife and Will Smith gets up to smack Chris Rock in the mouth. I'm not really sure why it would be funny or why... Two people of that stature would even agree to do anything like that. But at first, I was like, it's, it, okay, it, I don't really get it. But then, as it goes on a few more seconds, you notice that there is no audio for at least a good another 30, 40 seconds. You're wondering, what is going on? And then you see the camera point at Will Smith, and Will Smith is angry. And that got everybody thinking, wow, something really just happened. And now, of course, what does everybody do in that situation? You run to Twitter and find out what the hell just happened. And because there were other broadcasts from other countries, instantly, you know, Twitter is going to have the scoop and they're going to post the unedited version of what actually went down. And that was certainly no act. You could see Will Smith clearly made contact. You could see Will Smith clearly was very angry. And you could see, as much as I love Chris Rock as a comedian, I think he would even tell you he's not the greatest actor in the world. And he was clearly flustered after that. He was kind of stumbling over his words and then finally just got to the thing, said, just roll the thing for best documentary. And it was really one of the most uncomfortable things that I've ever seen. And one is just because you love both these guys. Everybody loves Chris Rock and Will Smith. And you're like, did he really just go up and slap that man in the face? Based on a marginally bad joke or a tasteless joke at best. Let's say you thought it was a joke so bad that did elicit a response. It certainly didn't elicit a physical attack. Especially in that setting. That night is for everybody there. Now, there's one defense that you could come up with. And it's not a defense on the attack. It's the defense of Will Smith to his wife. Which, 
by the way, loses a little bit of luster because you go back and you watch the video, Will Smith was clearly laughing at the joke originally. Then he looked over, saw that Jada wasn't a big fan of it. Then that's when he decided to get mad and attack Chris Rock. But the one defense is that's a night there for all those stars, and you can look at it one or two ways. You can go lighten up, but some people aren't there to be roasted or they're not there to be made fun of. So if it elicited a response of anger or Will Smith yelled out, hey man, stop talking about my wife, that still would have been a little uncomfortable, but that would have been way more suitable for the moment. But just like everything in this country, there's always got to be tribal sides. You know, you can't just have an opinion on it. You got to take a hard line stance. But not just the hard line stance, then it's got to go into other conversations that you're just like, are you kidding me, man? Are we really doing this? You got to hear comments about Will Smith's race, black man, angry black man. You hear just stuff like that. And you're just like, come on, man. Do we have to really go down this road on this? If anything, when it comes to race and this whole thing, there have been more opinions from people of color, especially black men that I've seen. In fact, I saw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar write a whole article and say, you know, it was kind of, it was just not kind of, but it really was a shame because all that did was lead into these black stereotypes that, you know, maybe that race of people just don't feel like they need anymore. And it came from somebody who has been a, just a model of, you know, for, for all of us. I mean, he's just been a great person for ever since that I got to know him, which was, a you know, the Fresh Prince and his music and, and all that stuff. And, and Will Smith has always been a guy, you just, whenever he comes on screen, you smile. He's like, this guy's just happy and he's cool and he's, you know, he's, he's a great actor. He's a good singer. He's, he's all this stuff. And, and, you know, it just, he ruined his own moment that night. But now he's got to be the face of, for some people, this discussion about race and angry black men and all that stuff. And that's just a shame. And beyond, I shouldn't say beyond, but on top of it, of course, in this country, we got to have the conspiracy theorists. There are people convinced that this was a big staged event and it wasn't even real. And the only thing, I really try to not have any discussion with any conspiracy theorists. I think I've said it a few weeks ago. I'm over conspiracy theorists. When they come up with one of their stupid conspiracies and they can prove that any one of their conspiracies have come true, then I'm still not going to listen to you. You're going to have to come up with a good number to where you finally go, hey, maybe there is something to what this guy's saying. But anyway, what would be the purpose of Chris Rock agreeing to be slapped, fake slapped or not, by Will Smith and have Will Smith yell at him obscenities and embarrass him on national TV, what would be the benefit of Will Smith now looking like a person 
who may not be the person that all America thought he was for years, what's the benefit of that? It makes no sense. But again, this country a lot of times makes no sense. Which now leads me into my next topic. We're talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock and all that stuff. Meanwhile, the wife of a sitting Supreme Court justice had text messages exposed through the January 6th committee investigation that she was doing everything she could to try to help overturn the election. She was corresponding with Mark Meadows, who was Donald Trump's Trump's right-hand man at the time, and there are literal text messages of what they need to do to stop it, how to stop it. She's involved in all the QAnon conspiracy theories in these text messages. And it's a mad scramble to get this done. What are we doing? Why is this taking so long sort of attitude? And what kills me, if this story were 30, 40 years ago, it's the only thing they'd be talking about for weeks. Some people don't even know about this story at this point. That's how convoluted our news is right now. By the way, if you want to listen to and watch just an absolute genius when it comes to political talk or just social commentary or whatever it is, he's always been a go-to guy for me. But thankfully, Jon Stewart is back with a podcast and a TV show on Apple Plus TV. I think he's on... um, But he's recently done a couple of uh, episodes regarding race, regarding the media, and regarding corporate greed. And they're all just so dead-on brilliant. I wish he'd run for office. He's the candidate that would get up there and be able to debate anybody, anytime, about anything. And you can't run over him. He will make you look stupid. He's incredibly intelligent, and I enjoy his programming. So check that out. Another story sort of going under the radar that's happening involves the former idiot who somehow got elected president over one of the greatest candidates in the history of our country, Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump was recently on one of those batshit crazy interview shows, and they brought up Hunter Biden. Now, I don't know... I'm start, I Do they understand it's not Hunter that is the president? They understand it's Joe? I think they understand that. But I also think they understand that Hunter Biden's easy and it works for them. So they use that messaging continuously to enrage the sadly ill-informed group of voters trying to be nice trying to not be so mean anymore. So let's just call them voters. They know these voters. All they hear is Hunter Biden, and it's on. In fact, I know some people who they know I'm not the biggest Trump fan, and they are over the moon with the latest Hunter Biden story, which I don't really know what it is because Hunter Biden does not pertain to me. If Joe Biden is somehow mixed up with Hunter Biden in some grand scheme that was illegal, put him in jail. That's where I stand. My guess is that 
we're fine on that. But Donald Trump was interviewed on the crazy shows and we're asking him about Hunter Biden and a business deal in Russia. And of course, he injects Vladimir Putin, his buddy. He says, I bet you Vladimir Putin would know about that. I think he should look into that right now for us. He's asking for Vladimir Putin, who hates America. In fact, that he even said it in the interview. He acknowledged Putin hates America, but I don't know. Let's get with him and see if he can release any dirt on Hunter and Joe Biden. Now, Putin clearly loves Donald Trump. At this point, if there was some dirt, don't you think it would have... There we go, using logic again. These are insane times. The fact that we don't absolutely put the hammer down on all this disinformation in this country, to me, is criminal. It's criminal that we don't do it. We can hover under the guise of free speech all we want to, but that's not free speech. That's dangerous speech. That's speech speech that hurts the core of this country. And we're just letting it happen. Again, some of these stories that I just mentioned that would be some of the biggest stories that you'd ever hear in American history are now 24-hour to 48-hour news. Then it's gone, and then something else happens and we forget about it. I saw somebody the other day making fun of CNN, and I agreed with them. CNN, every time they come back from commercial, it's breaking news. I mean, how many breaking news stories? We, uh, me growing up, breaking news happened twice a year. Now it's after every commercial break. It is insanity what's going on. By the way, did I even mention on the Ginny Thomas story, Clarence Thomas's wife, did I mention that the January 6th committee were looking to get records from the Trump administration during that time period? It went all the way to the Supreme Court, and every su- Supreme Court justice voted to allow for the release of it except for one. Can you guess which that one was? Clarence Thomas. What? What is going on in this? It's crazy. Makes no sense. But here we are. There is good news, however. Well, good news, bad news. The good news is another jobs report came out. Unemployment's down to 3.6%. So when you go around and you hear the ill-informed people say that people just don't want to work anymore, tell them that's not true. 93%, I believe, of the jobs that were lost before the pandemic have now been returned. 93%. People are working again. It's just a lot of people were working some crappy jobs and they don't necessarily feel like working those crappy jobs again. Yeah, you might go to a restaurant and it might be a little understaffed because working in restaurants suck. The atmosphere, the hours, the clientele. When people were laid off from the restaurant business, they were forced to go get another job. Were some of them laying around collecting checks? Sure. You know, quite frankly, if I were a restaurant worker and I had some time to reflect, chill out and figure out what I was going to do and... I was getting money from the government. I'd do the same thing. I don't blame you. Now, if you intended 
for that to be the rest of your life, or at least another three years, that I'd have an issue with that. But during that time period to reflect and go, you know what? I realized I've worked in the restaurant business for seven, eight years, and it really sucked. And now I'm finally going to go do something that I love, or at least like. But the bad news, as I was saying with the jobs report, is that Biden's approval ratings are still in the tank. We talked about polls before on this show, and polls, polling people are stupid. We have a booming economy. Gas prices are coming down a little bit, which again, wasn't Joe Biden's fault. I don't even want to hear that it depends on who you believe. There is no depends on it. There's facts and there are non-facts. The facts are Joe Biden. I, I had this uh, discussion the other day with somebody. They were saying when Trump was president, gas prices were whatever. He said $2 and now Joe Biden's president and now they're high. So you're going to tell me there's not a difference there? I'm going to say, yes, I am going to tell you. I said, because if you can explain to me what policy that Donald Trump put in place to put the gas prices so low and what policies Don, uh, Joe Biden has in place to make the gas prices so high, if you can explain that to me clearly and factually, I'm happy to hear it. Of course, you hear Keystone Pipeline and there's no sense in even going on with the conversation anymore. The Keystone Pipeline. Keystone Pipeline was designed to transfer oil into America from Canada, some of their dirtiest oil, by the way, which would cause even more of a climate disaster. But that oil that was coming from Canada to America was being exported out of America. It wasn't supposed to come here for us to use. God, people... And you could... You can show them every bit of truth to that, and they just don't care. They're still going to use it in their argument. But again, that's the bad news. Joe Biden's approval ratings are in the tank, despite a good job, very good job, of what he took over. He took over a complete disaster. And I'll even admit, the complete disaster wasn't necessarily all Donald Trump's fault. The pandemic screwed everybody up. We've talked about this before. Look at the economy. Look at the inflation rates. Look at the gas prices of everywhere around the world, not just this country. Joe Biden's policies doesn't affect what happens in Guatemala or Paris or England or Australia or wherever. Nah. You ask people, would you think Joe Biden's doing a good job? No. The inflation and gas prices are terrible. Oh. On the flip side, I'll admit too, if Donald Trump were the president and all this was was going on, he'd probably have really, he had low ratings anyway, but he'd have super low ratings because everybody would blame him for the same thing. I really don't have much doubt about that. So I can be fair, but that also leads me to what I've been saying is that Americans aren't very politically astute. And they don't, I shouldn't say they don't have to be, but it would certainly help from spreading disinformation all over the place. I mean, I know a lot of people say they don't have time for it, and I understand that. I think maybe you should make a little time to educate yourself on what's going on, but I would definitely 
say that if you're not going to take a lot of time or even some time to educate yourself on it, just kind of, I don't know if you should be in the conversation. It might sound rude. It might sound like I know everything and I know exactly what I'm talking about about everything. I don't, but I promise you, I know enough. I can be in a conversation with pretty much anybody about politics. And I am willing to learn some things, but I know what's bullshit and what's not bullshit. And another line of bullshit coming from my great state of Florida, Ron DeSantis just signed his so-called don't say gay bill the other day, which bars any classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity in public school grades, kindergarten through third grade. The law also includes the unusual provision of creating a new cause of action for lawsuits allowing parents to sue school districts that they believe the law has been violated. This is just another troll sort of law that is completely unnecessary, but this is Ron DeSantis trying to become Donald Trump 2.0 is basically what it is. And it's working here, at least in the state of Florida, This is, again, what we focus on when you really have no real policy. You focus on culture wars. You focus on what will get to people's emotions and not necessarily get to helping your family. And for some reason, there are some voters who put their emotion over these worthless culture wars, over what would help them and their own families. It makes zero sense. And that's why I hearken back to, I think it is important for people to really educate themselves. And by educating yourself, it's not watching cable news. It's not listening to even podcasts because you can listen to any podcast that will go towards your own views and something get the kind of things that you want to hear like i'm not going to go out of my way and listen to ben shapiro i'm not going to listen to dan bongino i'm not going to listen to those guys because they're clowns in my opinion they're hate mongers who spark the fuel and in the fire in people that really is completely unnecessary but podcasts cable news radio show hosts Turn them all off, every single one of them. At least that's how I educate myself. By turning that crap off and reading reliable sources, sources that have been around for hundreds of years before all these culture wars and fake news and all that crap started. Read books. Check your sources five, six different times. But, I mean, we're really immersed in this crap of don't say gay between kindergarten and third grade. By the way, is that really a huge issue? Is that rampant between kindergarten and third grade? And even if it was, well, I don't, I'm not really understanding what's being protected here. Disney came out against the law, and now there's a battle between Ron DeSantis and Disney World. I'm not sure that's a battle Ron DeSantis wants to pick. Something tells me Disney's a little bit more powerful than he is, but who knows? There's a lot of battles I've seen happen with bad people, and they are winning. But if you want to truly pass laws that are protective, why don't you pass laws that will 
punish those that make fun of somebody for being gay? How about anti-bullying laws? Or laws that you're not allowed to say the N-word? I mean, you know, again, it's all, it's all bullshit, and we know it, and unfortunately we have enough people in this state, and really even this country, that believe this law is something we need. We've got to protect our kids, got to protect our children. Speaking of bullying, that's one point I didn't make earlier with the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. It was a bully move, too. I mean, obviously, the guy's much bigger than Chris Rock. And you've heard this before, and I said it. You know, if that were The Rock and not Chris Rock, that wouldn't have gone down that way. Promise you. You know, but he went up and smacked a guy that was smaller than him. And I think what really... Here I am, back on the Will Smith-Chris Rock thing. But this will be the last thing I say about it. What was really gross about the whole night is that Will Smith just sat there for the rest of the night, laughed it up like nothing happened. Now, it turns out they actually did ask him to leave, and he refused, which, again, is another kind of a douche move. He said, nope, I'm staying here. I'm winning my award. He wins his award. He gets up, and guess what happens? Hollywood gives him a standing ovation, cheers, like nothing happened. That's kind of been a criticism with Hollywood, too. They kind of turn their heads towards their own. They did it with Harvey Weinstein. Would laugh when anybody would make a Harvey Weinstein sexually assaulting women joke. They would do it every year. And Harvey would be sitting in the audience. They put the camera on Harvey Weinstein. He's laughing. Oh, the <laughs> you guys got me again. And the people next to him like, ah, Harvey. We know how you like to sexually assault women. That's hilarious. Just turn your head. I think it was Steve Schmidt I read on Twitter the other day. Remember Steve Schmidt was the campaign manager for John McCain? And I really like listening to him. I like listening to his stuff. He's kind of done a 180 on the whole Republican Party and the Trump Party. But he had sort of alluded to that it's that sort of group mentality that feels like they're all part of something special so you can get away with bad behavior, that's the kind of same mentality that forms this whole MAGA thing, this whole group of people who get in these rallies and chant, lock her up and build the wall and say just awful and terrible things. And, you know, unfortunately, that's here to stay. There's there's no stopping it. The only way we stop it is if, we pass laws that actually make sense in this country, journalism, or journalism laws that basically say you say something on the air and you can't back it up. That's a heavy, heavy fine, and it could be worse if you keep doing it. News is supposed to be news. News is not your opinion. There's plenty of places for opinion. And quite frankly, I think they've probably reduced that. They said, you know what? You can't do your podcast anymore. That's fine. I don't care. I talk into the microphone just because it's fun. I don't think, you know, I go back and I can listen to the podcasts I've done. I don't think I've said anything dangerous or something that was a flat out lie. And I certainly don't have the audience to build enough people to attack the Capitol. I'm not sure I've got the audience to attack the, my neighbor. Although, lest we forget, my podcast did climb up to number 47 
in the news category on Apple. Overall, let's not forget that, okay? But anyway, just so much going on and certainly hard to keep up with it all. But it's not just my opinions that I like to hear. I like to hear yours as well. So if you have any on the show, please send them to runshousepodcast at gmail.com. Of course, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast anywhere where you listen. As always, I appreciate you guys downloading this one, and we will talk to you again soon.